This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They talk about your TV like nobody else. Whenever they're talking shows, we are overwhelmed. The facts that King's Rod and Josh are back seven hells on post show. Oh, oh. Recaps, they're so delightful, like there are 40,000 TV shows, and it's actually closer to 20,000 shows, and King Rob and Josh are back here to tell you which shows, uh-oh, are so freaking beautiful, and which shows are kind of dumb and dutiful. Yeah, that's right, everybody. Rob and Josh are back here on Post Show Recaps. It's the Rob and Josh Show. On Post Show Recaps, this week discussing the Season 3 premiere of The Mandalorian. I'm Josh Wiggler, and that's Rob. That's Rob. That's his entrance music. That's my entrance music? Yeah. Am I the baby Grogu of this podcast? Yeah, I kind of just hold you in my arms while I drive the ship. We were looking outside. It's like, oh, look, cool space whales and stuff. I say, like, adorable things. Yeah, you're very cute. Yeah, you're the one that's like... Hey, come on! Don't touch that! Don't say! Don't uh, say that! Well, it's sort of Spit like every time you yeah. you reach for the bell, it's like, oh god, again! Mm-hmm. You know, it is very shiny. Bit. I think he would it, like that. I bell. think that I think Grogu would love the bell. I do think he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
This week on the Rob and Josh show, Rob and Josh are talking about The Mandalorian. It is the Star Wars show on Disney Plus that has premiered today, March mm-hmm. 1st. Rob hey, and I what woke is this? up early the Man- to watch The it. Mandalorian? What is this show? Yeah, this it, it's really interesting, actually. So it's a Back to the Future tie-in, uh, but also a little bit transformery. It's basically about a man who transforms into a DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it just goes through time. Just flying through time uh, and having misadventures as a result. Another woke Disney show about a guy <laughs> who can't take his mask off. Uh-huh, ever. yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. This is the world they want you to live in. Yeah. Uh, the man becoming the babysitter all over again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think that the that the mob is out for the Mandalorian right now, you think? I don't think so. I, I you feel think like the, Will- the Willow mob is uh, is raging against Mando. <laughs> I don't think so. I think for the actual content on the screen, I think that uh, Mandalorian again, uh, unless there is a lot that I don't know about. I feel like that maybe with the, some of the casting, uh, sure. they've run into some issues. But I feel like largely uh, feel like with it, they've been controversy free on the actual content of the show. Yeah, uh, there is one controversial actor character who is involved with The Mandalorian who uh, the one thing I'll say before we even get into the episode is this episode did a great job. Oh, yeah, she's just like off in space. We'll probably Mm. never see her again. Uh, They did a good job of just being, "Ah, you know, that's over there. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Uh, Mandalorian back after a bit of a layoff. Uh, 2021 is when The Mandalorian signs off on season two. A year later, the Book of Boba Fett happens. Uh, I believe, yeah, I think that that's right. Maybe it was 2020 into 2021 that Mando is going. Then mm-hmm. I think it's 21 into 22 that we get some Book of Boba Fett. Now here we are, 2023. Mandalorian is happening. Here is uh, here's what I'm going to say. So we're going to be talking about the episode. We're assuming that you have seen the Mandalorian season three premiere. This is posting pretty early, so maybe you haven't yet. Uh, go watch. Come it. back to us. It's short. It's short. This is the best thing about the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Yeah. They're short episodes. They're 37 minutes. And then it's like five minutes of credits. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and there's like two minutes of pre-roll. So it's like, it's a 30 minute show. It's like a sweet 30 minutes. It's crisp. A uh, very crisp uh, sitcom yeah. length episode of TV. We love that. We're going to be talking about it in big detail here. Uh, so if you haven't watched it, if you're trying I not mean, to get spoiled. In on, as much uh, detail happens, as there was. Yeah, yeah. This is what we were saying before the podcast. It's like we're going to we, we we'll want to give a little spoiler warning in case people don't want to know what happened in the episode. Rob mm-hmm. said Did something happened in the episode. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I think that that's a little bit of the review, right? Like, I do think that that's a little bit of the review portion of this is. Okay, I guess the Mandalorian is is back. Uh, it was a pretty quiet, soft return to the to the Star Wars universe. I thought, Rob. Yeah, quiet return for for Mando. It is also hilarious to think about. Also, you know, I had sort of like uh, forgotten about this, but I was reading some tweets from uh, our old pal Alan Seppenwall, yes. and he was talking about like how it is ridiculous that this is a show. Where like one of the major plot points of the Mandalorian was resolved on a completely different show. And also there was a previously on for this show that had no mention of said previous plot points. I can't believe it. I can't uh, believe it. I can't believe it. So if you just were like, okay, I'm I'm gonna binge the Mandalorian, and then it's like you go from season two. Um, like it doesn't like say like call like the book of Boba Fett like season two A. 
Like they legit are trying to make the Book of Boba Fett a standalone show. Yeah, you can't stream it within the Mandalorian hub on Disney Plus. I don't think. Like, yeah, I think the Mandal like, you can toggle season one, two, and three, but you can't within the hub and toggle the Book of Boba. If you were just watching from like season two, like all right, let me start season three. It's like oh. This must be a time jump. They must have time jumped because there's like that they yeah. uh they 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 took the Grogu and now he's back. <laughs> he's back. He's all grown must up. Must be a time jump. So uh apparently this is something that's been uh, circulating the last couple of days. John Favreau, creator of the show, has been talking about how there was a bit of a time jump that it's been uh, that he that uh, Grogu was with Luke Skywalker for a couple of years and that Mando and Grogu had been together for a couple of years as well. It's like I mean, I don't think that that really totally tracks in terms of the timeline and I'm not like continuity police over mm -hmm. here, but I don't know. Um so so Mando season two, just to set the refresher, because you're absolutely right that like if you were watching Mando season one and Mando season two, and then you got into Mando season three without having seen Book of Boba Fett, I really think you're lost. I have to imagine you're lost. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, well, the big emotional stakes of what I just watched mean nothing. And I don't understand why they're together again. So Luke Skywalker comes and claims Grogu at the end of season two of the Mandalorian. Yep. like, hey, I'm the Jedi that you summoned and I'm going to go teach the baby Yoda because I liked the old Yoda. I think I'll like the new one. Mm -hmm. He goes and he takes him. Then the Book of Boba Fett happens and uh, Boba Fett does some things. He's a guy, he takes a lot of naps, actually. There's Whatever. a lot of napping. Did you watch yeah. Book of Boba Fett? Of course, yeah. Yeah, he's like, lots of sleeps. He slept a lot, back to tank stuff. Uh, and then like halfway in a Book of Boba Fett, John Favreau looks at his watch like, I don't know that this is working. And so they bring the Mandalorian mm -hmm. and Grogu back in. And so you do get this continuation of the Mandalorian story. Mando's got the Darksaber, doesn't quite know how to use it. He's figuring out how to use it, but he really misses Grogu and Grogu really misses Mando. And Luke Skywalker's like, hey, Grogu, you can't be a Jedi and a Mandalorian. You got to be one. And Grogu's mm -hmm. like, all right, well, then peace out. I'm a Mandalorian. And Grogu and Mando reunite in the Book of Boba Fett. And so when that was happening, it's like, well, this is the best stuff of the Book of Boba Fett, but that's a problem. It's a problem that this is the best stuff in the Book of Boba Fett, and it's going to mm -hmm. be a real issue when The Mandalorian returns for season three because the Book of Boba Fett just was not that good. And what am I going to do? I'm going to tell my in-laws, well, you had to watch the Book of Boba Fett to understand. I have to call them, actually. I got to check in with them because they love The Mandalorian. I think they're going to be really upset about all of this. You had to watch the Book of Boba Fett to understand why Mando and Grogu are back together mm -hmm. in season three and so i had been spending some time in the offseason being like well it's an interesting creative challenge this was my most charitable position on it this is an interesting creative challenge john favreau a very creative guy i'm sure that they're going to find some way to like uh give us like a montage or some sort of catch up on what's going on to rob's point if you haven't watched it it's yet alan seppenwall's point yeah. to alan seppenwall's point via rob there's not even a previously on that talks about any of this that was None previously on the book of boba fett there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing from the Boba Fett show about how Mando and Grogu reunited. We just go back into it. So what's going on here, Disney? You're really telling me that I'm going to have to watch all of your Book of Boba Fett adjacent shit in order to enjoy my Mandalorian. I'm annoyed about it. I don't like it. And that energy carried into the episode for me a little bit, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got on okay. a little bit of a nerd rant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Maybe that was the last Bob that was on his his regime. Bob Iger is not going to stand for this. Yeah, it could have been the most recent Bob. Um, the other thing is, so there was a there was an event recently, Rob, where uh, where they screened the first two episodes of The Mandalorian season three. Yeah. And the reactions that are coming out of this screening are like, oh, man, season uh, season three, episode two, really uh, 
transforms the the landscape of the Mandalorian and the oh. storytelling is getting really interesting and stuff. It's like, cool, maybe you should have released that with the first episode, I think, is a possibility. <sighs> yeah, I kind of feel like that, um, and maybe I'm misremembering, I kind of feel like that Mandalorian season two, episode one, was kind of like, you know, a big, like, standalone, like, uh, story. Yeah. Um, this was like very much just like a uh i don't know <laughs> a reset yeah of like they're back yeah they're back but literally nothing happened no this episode it's kind of establishing what the rest of the season i think is gonna try to be it feels like so the mandalorian he took his helmet off for grogu we saw that we all watched that if we just watched mandalorian and i guess that is continuing to be the emotional through line because maybe what we didn't see if you didn't watch the book of Boba Fett, how does Mando drink water privately? Like, uh, privately, privately. but privately. he has to fly the plane with the helmet. I get yeah. it, like in a polite society, please yeah. wear the wear wear the helmet. But he has to fly with the with the helmet on. Yeah, Come when on. he's alone on the ship, Come I think, on. when he's alone on the ship, I think he could probably be helmetless if he wanted to. Uh, but I think that we've seen like Din Jaren, he loves his helmet. He just like puts the helmet on. Uh, mm-hmm. they, I don't know much about like Beskar armor, Rob. I don't know Is much it really about Pedro Pascal uh, in the helmet the whole Not time. Not always, no. And in fact, this was one thing that I was think kind he phones of it in. This was kind of well, yeah. I think he like literally I mean, he's calls got a voiceover in. booth in his he, house. He records. Uh, the uh, the other two people who played the Mandalorian are. Latif Crowder and Brendan Wayne. Brendan Wayne related to uh, the famous Damon John Wayne's. Wayne. Oh. Uh, it's a Damon Wayne's, yeah. Also related to John Wayne. Uh, and uh, they are now credited in um, the uh, the end titles in a prominent way that they hadn't been before. So I'm sure people are happy about that, not mm-hmm. the least of whom are going to be Latif Crowder and Brendan Wayne. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. finally, they're acknowledging our existence. I think it's mostly them. It is mm-hmm. like, by and large, like 90% them would be my guess. Uh, and that's a big part of why they have to, they're going to have to keep coming up with ways that Pedro can't take his helmet off. Cause once they get like to the place where like, man is like, you know what? The, the children of the watch who've told me to wear my helmet all the time, they're wrong. I'm not mm-hmm. going to wear my helmet all the time. Suddenly now Disney's really going to have to pay Pedro Pascal or recast him. And that's going to get very awkward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think that's happening. He's got I mean, last of us money now. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have a problem with Mark Hamill uh, in that department, but oh, sure. Uh, fair. I mean, that's true. I get it. It's true. Did yeah, he sign so, his rights for the digital uh, reproduction of his face? I don't is know. Is this the final season of the Mandalorian? Certainly has not been announced that way, but uh, as we saw this past week, Rob, what happened between podcasts uh, since last we met is Jesse Armstrong, the creator of Succession, took to the New Yorker to announce mm-hmm. that Succession is ending with its fourth and upcoming season. So the I love that, by the way. Me too. Thrilled about it. Obviously, we're doing the Daily Succession podcasts right now, and we're losing our minds in the best way. Uh, getting really hyped for the return of Succession. Again, to remind people, Rob and I are going to be talking about it every week. Going to be a very fun time. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe there's a possibility that there's like some sort of like is like is like shadow dropping your final season going to be like a new thing. Um, like, you no. know, sort of like a pre cancellation, probably not. Cause you do want to like eventize this thing. Um, yeah. Disney the shareholders will bad. not have it. Not at Disney. Certainly. Definitely not at Disney. Uh, so I, if this is the final season, they have not said, I doubt that it is. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I, it's, it's early. We woke up early to watch this show unless yeah. you stayed up late to watch this show. So maybe I'm cranky. I don't know. I felt like I slept great. So I think I slept mm-hmm. really well. So I think I'm rested. I read some of a book this morning. Like I've oh, had wow. a productive day. So I don't think it that was it's the that book I, of Boba Fett. It was the book of Boba Fett. I had to catch a novelization. Novelization. I just read chapter five and six to remember what happened with Mando and Yoda. Um, so I don't think it's the crankiness, Rob. I think that like it felt it was a soft return to the Mandalorian, right? Am I being a jerk? Yeah. No, definitely not. And like, and maybe there's gonna be some like Mando defenders and like hey, some you stuff guys that was are... fun. There's some fun stuff, but it was just light. It was very, it was very slim. Um, like they like they kind but of that like... is the Mandalorian, Josh. Sure. Like I feel like that I, I've never seen a script for a Mandalorian episode, but I feel You'd like the four pages. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's not, not a lot happens. And then that basically and and I like to watch it with my kids. That's my favorite thing about the Mandalorian. And one of the reasons why I haven't gotten into shows like Andor right, that are yeah, more yeah. like a, a focus for adults, like I'm kind of a Star Wars casual, and the but the thing that I love about it is that I get to you know watch it with my children. Yeah, totally. And so that um, I'm sure that there will be moments when they will be you know uh, happy to have the show back on. But I kind of feel like that this is going to be like uh, a little bit of a you know snoozy episode here of the Mandalorian, and I do feel like sometimes that they just like put action sequences like in the show just for the sake of having action sequences like the dragon coming out of the water uh-huh. and the pirates you know chasing them when he could have just like all he had to do was just like uh you know hit hyperdrive and fly away at right, the end yeah. and like they weren't gonna follow him yeah. like sure like it, it's it's just there for like ooh oh cool yeah, I think I think that that's fair. Um, I think that I think that the the show it's not you're that right, deep a show. It's not, but I think that when um when the show is great and it often like I will never forget watching the Mandalorian series premiere uh, and being like, TV mm-hmm. can do this now. Sure, you could do this on television. That was a really transcendent experience of of watching uh the very first uh the very first episode of the Mandalorian, and it was like you know during uh you know a time where like content was about to start kind of like winding down uh, because of things. Uh, and so it was really amazing to, to watch. And I think that now there's a degree to which like TV is spoiling us. There's just so much high quality storytelling that's happening on television and things look incredible now in a way that they didn't 10 years ago. Um, but I think that even the season two premiere of the Mandalorian that you're talking about, that's where, uh, where Mando goes and has like a sheriff adventure with yeah. Raylan Givens with Timothy Oliphant. Uh, I forget the name of the character. It's like Cobb Vant. That's it. Uh, the refrigerator guy. But that uh, was like a self-contained story. Like what we were talking about right. last week with, with Picard about how like, you know, so the original like yes. Star Trek series would be like, or like the, you know, pre prior to Paramount plus era uh, like Star Trek series would be like a story that was told in 42 minutes that had like a beginning, middle and end. And that's, yes. and that's what that was. This was not a story. This was like, you know, uh, like, I guess like r- a reset of, okay, 
Mando is back is back out there, and there definitely it was are... a real part one. It was a part one. I think right. that that is a thing that this this one this one did um, differently, which is like they're clearly using this episode to launch us into the story arc mm-hmm. of season three, which is going to be that the Mandalorian has been kicked out of his clan, and he wants to get back into his clan, so he needs to find his way to the Mandalore planet. The and there's which has been ravaged based on previous Star Wars stories told in the past. He needs to go back, and there's like the baths of life, the living baths. A living bath sounds horrifying, by the way, because I'm just imagining like when you put your feet in the bath with like the the little worms of the fish that eat your your skin. You know those ones, Rob? You take those sometimes, right? No, you never seen one of those. I just feel like that's what the bath is going to be like. I don't want to. Is that in the book of Boba Fett? Yeah, uh, I don't know that that was that was the Bacta tank. Uh, I don't know how much the Bacta tank was alive. I don't know that I want to go into a living bath. I don't think I want the bath to be alive when I go into it. No, Um, thank you. But he's trying to get into a living bath. And so that way he's going to bring back proof that uh, Mandalore is not poisoned and rotted out. And you'll welcome me back into, into your arms. And so like the impetus of the season is really made clear in this first episode. But then a lot of that like jaunt of the week type stuff doesn't really feel like that's what we're getting. Yeah. Like, I think, so there's these pirates that he fights, like you said. There is this, like, alligator monster that he slams into at one point in time. The action is not particularly new. It's not, like, super thrilling based on some of the stuff we've seen the show do before. And it does just kind of feel, like, tacked on to the point that, like, now we're kind of, like, seeding out clearly, like, the pirate guys that were Gorin, Gorian Shard, who I have, I have to tell you something about uh, in a minute. Uh, I don't know that how you, you're gonna feel you, about it. You sharded. I sharded on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, uh, not for the first time, but maybe the first time I'm admitting it um, today. So the uh, they they're like setting up like the pirates are gonna be bad guys. The pirates are gonna be bad guys. We're gonna be checking back in with the pirates. Like it honestly almost feels like a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. A couple of the guys really did look like. I'm like, is this an Easter egg? Is that like literally <laughs> like the costume of like the Squid Face guys yeah, from Davey Pirates Jones. of the Caribbean? Yeah, yeah, uh, kind of looked like it. So the people who played the pirates, there's two pirates of note. There is Vane. And there's Gorian Shard. And Vane looked really familiar to me for some reason. I couldn't quite place it. And I didn't think that the actor got shouted out in the credits. And if he did, I missed it. Um, but the actor who plays Vane is, I don't think, a, a name that you're going to know. Uh, Mar- Marty. Uh, Marty Matulis is the name of this actor. And I don't know that you've ever checked out on uh, when it was on CBS All Access, now Paramount+. Plus. You ever check out Evil before? Have you no, looked at Evil? No. Evil is a, gr- a pretty good show, uh, despite the name. It is pretty good. Uh, and so he plays this like horrific nightmare under the bed, like kind of like pervert demon named George. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you're an Evil fan, you know George. And so the guy who played Vane is the same guy who plays George. And he's terrific on that show. He has a really iconic voice and vibe, and he's horrifying. So I'm, I'm down to see more of him. Gorian Shard, who's like the Swamp Thing pirate that you right. see in this episode, he's played by someone you and I know. Who? He's played by, and I do think that this, once this was revealed to me, uh, maybe made me uh, like the episode a little bit less. Because he, oh, no. he hails he hails from our, not just the worst season 
of Game of Thrones, but the worst storyline okay. of Game of Thrones doesn't season narrow two. it down. It yeah. sure doesn't. Um, the uh, the erstwhile Zarozoindoxos, uh, Nanzo Anosi, who was recently on Netflix's Sweet Tooth, he's like the guy who's parading Amelia Clark, Daenerys all around Karth. The greatest oh, city that ever was. Not the at, the blue at, lips guy, right? At least he's not a blue raspberry guy. Yeah, that is the good news. Uh, the other guy kind of looked like he could have been a blue raspberry guy. Uh, yeah, possible. Uh, so I think that we're going to see these guys more. Would be my guess. And so sounds I think, like it. Sounds I think like to it. your point, like I do think, like maybe what you were feeling with the frustration with Picard, which I wasn't really feeling much at all. It's like okay, well, let's get into this final story with Jean Luc. Here, I do think like there's this there's this approach at like a more contained serialized story, which really isn't what Mando does that much. And I'm like kind of and I'm yeah, kind of bored the by the best that idea. Mando episodes. Like there are standalone episodes of Mando that a are great. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, I find that the ones that are sort of like the big, like sort of like overarching, like story episodes of like the season long stories, I, I find uh, to be less interesting than you know mando like at its best it's sort of like the you know the you know story of the week uh you know this western in space that's what the promise of mando is supposed to be and so yeah i mean it was fine like uh i'll, I'll watch it with my kids later there'll be parts where what do you think I, they're gonna think they're gonna like it or not really um i'm gonna ask them after and they're gonna say it was fine uh-huh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, there, I maybe they'll like it when like the lizard came out of the water. I gotta think that they like they gotta know the lizard comes out of the water sometimes. Like, right? it seems like yeah. a bad spot to do this baptism, right? You would think so. You don't want to do the baptism by the lizard waters. I think better the living baths than the lizard waters ultimately mm. for the baptism. Yeah, there's so many giant lizards that eat you in the Star Wars universe. Like, yeah. I mean, and we should like count our lucky stars because it's like this is not for all the problems in our world. And there are many Josh. One thing we don't deal with is like giant lizards that come out of the ground and out of the water that try to eat us without any warning. Yeah. You've been away from New York city for too long. I think I guess so. Uh -huh. and, <laughs> and they have all, you know, the Mandalorians, they, they have all this technology, but they have no lizard detection system. Like I, you would think, that yeah. you know they can yeah. you know go to hyperdrive the hyperspace and and they can fly and they have jetpacks like you would think that they would have some sort of like the giant 400 foot lizard yeah like coming. what's what's like your metal detector for lizards right like there should be something like that that you can just like you know crawl across the body of water and, like i'm open to spitballing ideas like uh, uh -huh. hey, how yeah. about a net Let's what if we put a net <laughs> somewhere that was close. I think a net would have contained this giant lizard in the first episode, the first scene of this episode. Yeah. I think you know. I, th I think a, ta a taut, if it was taut enough, Here. Uh, okay, too Maybe, taut to know. handle. I think it, I think we would have been able to catch the. How thing. about this? Okay, yep. idea number two. Okay, we get a really long string. Okay, we put the string like across like the bay. Okay, and then attach a bell. To the string and he then loves the bell, folks. And, told then, you. and then if the giant lizard thing like uh like swims by it'll ring the bell like all right everybody uh like uh, get out oh, is it like gosh, a jaws situation here. do you think that maybe like that there was like some warning of like hey 
we've had like no we we can't close the beach today yeah we have our big baptism yeah we can't close it down it's not like the lizard's gonna be able to like crawl upon the beach we should probably be able to just have the baptism yeah now are they saying that like uh, this is like what the these mandalorians have to put up with now that they have they had to flee their home planet they have to now do the baptism uh in this in, in this lake that has giant lizards that eat them I, just when they're trying to do their baptisms i guess all right i i have some I have some qualms. I have some qualms. I want to talk through the story. I'll do it really quickly. I promise. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to talk through the episode because I have some questions. All right. We're going to do questions on the other side of this commercial break. Stay tuned. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Rob, we are back. As yep. I said. I have some questions. The episode begins with the ceremony. That I doubt about. I have answers to uh, questions, yeah. but I will well, listen to them. The rhetorical. They're maybe rhetorical. Uh, the question, uh, so there, the, the, the episode begins, there's a baptism. There's a baptism that's occurring. Did you uh, think this was a flashback? I thought this was absolutely like... Absolutely, we thought it was a flashback. Yeah, I was sure. like, oh, this, this is how they put the helmet on Mando. Yeah, I thought so. But then I was like, oh, that's a bright blue. I don't think he's got the bright blue, but also his head's going to grow as he gets older. So maybe this is just like the junior size yeah. Mandalorian helmet. Um, and I, I, there was also a part of me that was thinking when we're, we're with the armorer, who I think is ultimately going to be the big bad of this thing. I think oh. eventually Mando and the armorer are going to have to fight. That's a hot take. I think they're going to have to fight. I think that they're going to have to fight. Well, she's part of this clan that is very cultish. I don't think that like that you 
cannot take your hat off person is the good guy. I think ultimately, I think kind of like this person in this certain organization, like you can't be here anymore because you took your hat off to console your son as he was being sent away to boarding yeah. school. I hate Dahmer. Like, I got to be honest. Like, yeah, I, I, I think like, she's uh, a bad guy. I think she's bad. Sucks. I think she's bad. Yeah. I think she's bad. And I think that Mando's going to have to fight her at some point in time. Um, so she's like doing all of her armorer things. And at first I was like, please tell me that she's making a Grogu helmet. I want to see Grogu in the oh, helmet. That'd be cool. I think that'd be great. And then he would just like get, he would lose it probably because we'd take it off immediately. Uh, but that's not what's happening. There's hard small... to figure out the ears. Yeah. That'd be awkward. He, there's a small child. There's a small child and it's a new small child. It's not a young Din Jaren, and he's getting baptized. And then like the, the lizard monster bursts out of the water and it's not even like there's part of me that's like, okay, well, so is this part of it? Like you get baptized as a Mandalorian and you have to fight immediately to prove that you're a Mandalorian. But like a bunch of the Mandalorians, I think, got like stomped on and killed in this yeah. moment. I, I would love to know like a body count of how many, how many Mandalorians did we lose to the lizard today? So, yeah. So I guess the question that I have is like, what is the question that the Mandalorian is asking us to ask? Is it that? gosh, did life really just, does life really just suck for the Mandalorians? Is it just so hard out here? Or is the question like, are these, are these guys pretty bad at their jobs? Because I think to your point, like they should know that this is a dangerous spot. Uh, I feel it, like would it should be pretty seem clear. like that maybe that this has happened before. You would think, right? Yeah, this cannot be an isolated incident. This has like, to be like a after pretty it was over, no reason. Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Yeah. Uh, so none of them are equipped to handle this. And then here comes Din Jaren on his super small ship that he got in the book of Boba Fett. He lost his old ship. He yeah. has a new ship. He's got a tiny, really fat. He's got like a convertible now. Yeah. Uh, he's like popping. You don't pop a wheel. He's got like a, a Naboo starfighter. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mandalorian drift. Right. So he's just like rolling in and he just like bursts through the thing and is able to destroy it with his tiny ship. And he doesn't really even get a thank you for no, it. No, nobody's like, oh, my God, uh, Mando, thank you so much. Kind of feels like they should be like, not, you know what? You took your helmet off. Like, I, like, we'll make an exception. The, the one time. Don't do it again, please. But, like, thank you for coming back. You're in again. And they're not like that. Uh, the armorer eventually is like, okay, wait, you're going to go to the planet. You're going to bring me proof of life because you've got, like, this little, uh, like, piece of kryptonite that proves that there is life down there. Okay, like, sure, go. That's fine. Uh, check that out. Which also feels very bad guy-ish, right? Like, I think Din Jaren's going to come back. He's like, yeah, the, the bats of life are alive. It's like, okay, cool. We're going to take it over. I feel like some sort of, like, reversal mm -hmm. is on its way would be my guess. But I also feel like, so is, is Din Jaren just not that bright? Is it possible that Din Jaren's just not that bright of a guy? Because uh, he's, like, all, he's doing all of this to get back in with this club after everything he's done after everything he's seen yeah what does he, he has this? the dark right. saber the dark saber means you lead the mandalorians and he's coming back here begging the people who force him to wear a helmet all the time for a job rob yeah is he just not that bright i don't know i, I think he doesn't want to be the leader mm -hmm. he just wants to be accepted maybe maybe there's a lot of people upset uh, who accept him he goes to navarro uh he goes to navarro the planet uh, which has been a, a place that we have seen throughout the Mandalorian, sort of mm -hmm. like Tatooine adjacent yep. to this planet. And it's like, it's really nice now. Now it's nice. They've like they've cleaned it up. There's like uh, there's a condo. A, 
there's a school that used to be a pirate's den. Okay. Uh, there's like this little underground cavern with a bunch of Babu Fricks. Uh, the what are they called now? They're called the Anzel the Anzellans. Yeah, know that they had a name, but they're. I think. Uh, do you think Dominic and Anthony are gonna like? That's gonna be little, their favorite part. Yeah, yeah. Tiny yeah little so we'll we'll watch it just for that like 45 seconds with yeah. those guys. The only way to top uh, Baby Yoda is to get even smaller. Uh, so they have like little smaller, but like mm. older too. So there's like all these like small gruff blacksmiths that Baby Yoda is like trying to smother and hug. Yeah. Like, oh, bad baby. That's a bad baby. Uh, I think people will like that. It's like like that. But, yeah. but Mando goes back to this place. And Carl Weathers goes, Mando, which is always the best part of any Mandalorian episode. Yeah. Uh, he says, oh, it's so good to see you. I'm a magistrate now. And Mandalorian's like, oh, it's cool. I'm an apostate. I'm a... And it's like, whoa, what is that? That oh. sounds like something you should get checked out. And he says, I'm trying. And he's, so he's in exile. And, and, and uh, Grief Karga, Carl Weathers, is like, do you want to just live here? I'll get yes. you like a nice yes, plot of land. Yeah. You and the baby can stay. He's like, the baby's got a name, Grogu. He's like, I didn't know that. You don't have to be mean to me about it. I'm mm -hmm. offering you a place to live. And Manda's just like, no, I need to go. And I got to get back in with the people who don't ever want me to show my face to my son. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not this is not the way, Rob. Yeah. It might literally be the way, but I don't think this is the way. Can I ask also where's Giancarlo Esposito? Did did he yeah. did he did they did he die? Is he so a thing? So they mention him quickly, uh, in the same breath that they mentioned Cara Dune. Uh so Cara Dune, we will never see again. We will never yeah. see Cara Dune ever again. Uh so long. Uh, I'll never see any Dune. Uh, no, you should check out a Dune, I think. I think you should check out a Dune sometime. Uh, I would love to see Rob's review of Dune. I do think that that could be fun. And it's on HBO Max. Uh, yeah. Maybe one of these days. I think you'd have a lot of questions about Dune. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, look, you like a lot of Star Trek and stuff, if, as we've established. I mm. think you might. There's a chance that you'll think. Is like, Dune Whoa. like Star Trek? Um, no, but it, uh, well, there's like there's a there's a lot of future tech. Uh, yeah. There's uh, and and a lot of it is sort of just like it's there. It's just happening in the world of Dune without like a lot of like attempted ex explanation of like. Why is it that this curtain comes down and I can't hear anything that's happening on the other side of the curtain anymore? Uh, I don't know. I think I think uh, I would love podcasters? to. I, yeah. I, 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 I would, it would be very good for podcasting. I would love to check out Dune with you at some point. All right. Time. Maybe someday uh, when we have nothing else to talk that about. That could be it. That could be it. Um, so they so he's like getting the tour of Navarro from High Magistrate Grief Karga, who says basically, yeah, so uh, Cara Dune has been conscripted to special forces. She's not here anymore. We don't have a sheriff in town. Uh, and I think Mando's like, yeah, and what happened to Giancarlo? Uh, and he says, oh, well, he's been sent in front of a New Republic High Tribunal. Uh, so he's been Sounds arrested. like uh, we couldn't pay uh, Giancarlo Esposito uh, yeah. for season three. I think that he's going to come back. I think he's going to come back. I think we'll see him again. I don't know when. I don't think we'll see him a ton. He wants that kaleidoscope money. He, he, yeah, I don't know how much kaleidoscope has revolutionized uh, the, the, the rate that Giancarlo uh, commands. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, was it, uh, how's it doing against uh, Ginny in Georgia? Uh, I, I, I'd be very curious to know in the in the yeah. streaming wars. Uh, so that's where he is, Grand Moff Gideon. He's he's in he's in uh, he's in jail. He's on trial. Will he escape somehow? Probably the pirates are gonna like break him out, Rob, so that, that like 
you'll be the one we need to hunt down the Mandalorian. He shot three of our guys on the streets, and now we can't let that go. Yeah, were those guys dead? He killed them. Mando killed those people? Yeah, so he gets into this fight with these people who are trying to, like, drink at Grand Moff, uh, not Grand Moff, at High Magistrate Karga's school that used to be a bar. Uh, and like they get into like a little bit of a, a shootout, uh, and Mando kills everybody except for this one guy, Vane, who is See, the sex demon George on evil. If they're dead or not, like so, uh, we we saw where uh, uh, Carl Weathers, uh, that he like shoots a guy and just like it's like, ow, ooh, he hit my yeah. hand, ah. But then Mando like shoots a guy and they're they're dead. Um, yeah, you know. So I wasn't sure like. Uh, like, are they stunned? They're yeah. dead, dead. Yeah. I feel like Mando does. I feel like Mando shoots to kill. Didn't need to kill those guys in cold blood for no reason. I, I'm a little bit with the pirates. Like, I feel like that was like, you know, I, I think they have settings on these things, right? I think they, I think they probably, well, that, that's, that's definitely a Star Trek thing, but can they set phasers to stun in the Star Wars universe? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, Carl Weathers, uh, he hit a guy in the hand and he was just like, ow. Maybe Carl Weathers is just a great shot. It's possible. Um, gosh, a problem is, is like, I'm not really on Mando's side in this episode. I'm just sort of like confused as to why Mando is doing the things Mando is doing. Um, like shooting people in the streets at this place. That's like kind of become like more, uh, like it's, but it's like actively the goal is for this place to be less dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, can we like sort of like get this place to a, to a, to a space where it's not just getting shot up all the time. Remember when everybody shot this place up, we'd like to not do that anymore. Uh, and here he is just like shooting people on the streets. It did feel kind of unnecessary. Um, Carl Weathers wants Mando to be his new marshal. And Mando's like, no, do you know what I want instead is I want the Taika Waititi robot. I want the IG-11 that is like the cornerstone statue why? in the yeah, square why? of your there's town. No, there's, no, there's no other robot I was really like. It's the only on, droid Mando. I trust. The only droid I trust. Uh, and so this droid... We haven't seen I don't think that we saw him at all in season two because he blows up in the lava pits at the end of season yeah. one uh, and like sacrifices himself so that they can. I was all like, why it. is this in the previously on? I, I really I thought like maybe it was just like a tone setter, but it turned yeah. out to be a plot point. It's like, yeah, remember IG-11? We're going to bring IG-11 back because there are literally no other droids in the Star Wars galaxy that are going to be of service to to Mando that he's going to trust. A big part of his backstory is he doesn't trust robots. He doesn't trust droids because they were part of killing his uh, his family and his uh, home before he became uh, one of the children of the Watch. So, But also, like I felt like the whole point of that IG-11 storyline season one is where, where Mando's like, oh, maybe the droids aren't all bad. Uh, and yeah. so like maybe that would open up his mind no, to like just this one isn't bad. So he like he programs this droid and uh, he like tries to reprogram it with the assistance of the baby Babu Fricks. Uh, and they're all like, no, this is this isn't going right. to work. The memory chips are broken uh, and it's really hard to find one. And Mando says, if I can find one, will you will you let the, uh, will you let me uh, put it in this guy and bring him back to life? They're like, yeah, we'll do that. But it's going to be hard to find. And this is after Mando has like tried reprogramming it himself. When did he become an expert in this? This guy had never touched a droid his entire life. Uh, and suddenly he's reprogramming. Retcon. Droids. Yeah, I don't know about that. Retcon. Uh, so he's doing that. And then the IG-11 comes back online and tries to kill him. Uh, just like sort of like horror movie torso drags itself. <laughs> right. And here's this other droid, Rob, that's just like 
shit, this is bad, pushes a statue <laughs> on IG-11. Right, right. Uh, like the head of a statue crushes the robot below. And Mando looks at that droid and goes, no, that's using your head. Yeah. Uh, you like that? You like can that? You the bell? Do you have it close by? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I thought that was cute. But what wasn't so cute to me was Mando not then looking at this guy and being like, you know what? I think you should come onto the ship. I think we should take you along for the ride. Yeah. And Mando somehow was still like, hey, this one that tried to kill me just now, still this one. Yeah. Still, yeah. we can fix him. This guy just killed for you. He killed for you. He saved you. He protected you. And you don't want to bring him? I think there's a big issue, actually. Uh, this is what happens when you trade in your cargo ship for a convertible. There isn't enough space. Crisis. There's yeah. not enough space in the car. There's only enough space in the car for Mando and a child and maybe the torso of a robot. Yeah. Not That's enough the problem. Room. Yeah. It's like, I like you, man, but like, I can't fit you in my vehicle unless you want to just like get in the trunk. Um, I think the droid would have gotten in the trunk. I just want to say, I do think yeah. he would have done it. Uh, so we go from that. They leave. They're like, okay, well, we're going to go and we're going to find the, the memory chip. Uh, and then two things happen instead. First, Mando and Grogu end up getting uh, shot at by the pirates. And we see uh, XXD from Karth, Gorian Shard, uh, yeah. just like shaking his fist at the screen. Mando! Yeah, you know, not the first time we've seen a Star Wars firefight through the asteroid belt. You know, pretty standard fare. Uh, I just could not believe it ultimately culminated in like, uh, like Mando's like, let's get out of here. Mm -hmm. like, you could do that the whole time. Yeah, he needed like a queer shot because he was otherwise he would probably just like blast into one of the asteroids. But I also feel like he kind of like flew into the asteroids. In the first he was place. like flying again and, and uh people I, I watched this on the treadmill this morning so okay my notes are not on yeah. point okay were you but, sprinting you were sprinting while watching it i'm not a, a, a sprinter a jog? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not like you okay a jog um uh, mostly mostly like a uh brisk walk on an, an incline an incline yeah. walk yeah. yeah yeah but you know mando's in hyperspace okay he's fl flying along and he's like oh we got company and then it's like oh we're the pirates okay and then like he like goes into like what like evasive maneuvers and like yes. tries to get into the like asteroid field yes and then he comes out of the asteroid field and it's just like back in hyperspace Poof. yeah he's like why don't they follow him yeah yeah and so he just does that and then gorian shard just watches him go he's like well i'll come back in a couple episodes i'll find you i'll find mm. you there but then Mando, he so his, I thought that his mission was to find this memory chip for IG-11. And instead, he goes to this uh, Mandalorian castle uh, on a the, different the Mandalorian planet. in the high castle. Yeah. Oh, man. Good pull. Uh, goes to Kalavata or Kalavala, I think, this other planet in the Mando system. And he goes and he sees Katie Sackoff, who's Bo-Katan, who is a beloved figure in the extended star wars universe if you she, say so she is she is and she was starbuck on battlestar galactica which again i think you should check out um she is mad though because she she thought that uh she was gonna get the dark saber and she was gonna like claim her birthright she's got like some claim to being the leader of the mandalorians but din jaren gets the dark saber and so she can't control the mandalorians and all the mandalorians have abandoned her and she seems really upset and she blames his people. She blames the children of the watch for breaking up the band. And he's like, well, I'm going to go take a bath in the living waters. And I think uh, I'll prove that the planet isn't uh, poisoned and that'll be great. 
And she just says, all right, well, this is where you can find him. Peace out, Din Jaren. And that's the episode. And I'm over here thinking, wait, but I thought he was trying to get the memory chip. How does this have anything to do with any of that? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't I really I, I'm not watching the show for Mandalorian politics or like, uh, you know, anything with this. Like, I, I'll be honest. I really don't even follow the story with Katie Sackhoff sure. and, what's, yeah, uh, and, and what, what's going on there. Like, it's uh, fine, you know, except for the fact that I think that like you need to if you're going to enjoy the season, I think is what this episode told me. I think this episode mm. told us that, like, this will be a story driven season for some people. That's going to be great. But I do think like I'm I'm kind of with you on like. I don't know. I want to see Mando and Grogu on misadventures. And I feel like we're moving right. away from that, we're moving away from that. You know, I, I think that the show just needs to be like a little bit like a mind. Again, what, what, what do we know? Uh, but for me, like Mando is not succession. Okay. Like for me, like uh, it's not like that. I don't like those kinds of things. Like succession is a show. Like I'm very involved in like, uh, like, you know, Ooh, the inner workings of, uh, you know, Waystar Royco of yes, like who's yeah. gonna have the power? What's go- what is this all gonna mean? What's gonna happen next? Okay, political intrigue. You know I love that stuff. Sure. Um, don't care about that in uh, the Star Wars world, and uh, don't care about it in the Mando. You know, uh, give me you know story of the week, and let's have some fun. And you know I, I feel like it's uh, not the kind of uh, and, and again if it is for you. God bless for sure. I love that for you. But for me, like, uh, you know, that's if I have like 29 minutes to spend in this universe, like I kind of want to just like tell me a story. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that that really happened this week. Like it felt like it was a real like we we advanced like 5% of the of the way through a story. As as you said, people are saying episode two is going to give us that. Can't wait for it. I guess. Yeah, I know. But I, I do think like the way that TV is unfurling anymore, it doesn't have any consistency, right? Like some shows drop all at once. Some shows air weekly. Some shows air three episodes one week, two the next, three the next. HBO Max is weird like that. Um, I think that there's no right answer for any one show. I kind of feel like the Mandalorian, if it's gonna be, if it's gonna be, if it's gonna be trying to tell like a big story sort of like on a cinematic scale, like it's a feature film, which is kind of what this felt like. It was like the first 20 minutes of a feature film is what it felt like. Yeah. I feel like maybe you got to drop more than the one at least. Um, maybe you should have dropped the first two. Obi-Wan. Because uh, it's just, it was, it, it, I, I think I'd be more inclined to be fine with like, okay, that was a, a like a short start, but it's great to be back in the world. If like the other piece of it wasn't, this implication like, well, you're going to have to watch everything we put out if you're going to be able to track this whole thing. Yeah. And I really resent that. I really do. I think, uh, you know, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff uh, really only worked in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now maybe doesn't even work in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Well, uh, so that's tough. That's tough. You right know, now. there are different people with different priorities. Like, I think that the idea of, you know, the streaming service is like, okay, we want to try to stretch this out for as long as possible. We want to have as many different weeks during the calendar year that we could say we have new Mandalorian episodes, whereas you have John Favreau and, and his whole team is like the hit. Well, actually, the story we are trying to tell is not necessarily as, you know, we have this one big arc for season three of our storytelling. And unfortunately it seems like um, those two things are not necessarily um, have the the same trajectory. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. 
that's the episode. It that's, was fine. It was fine. I don't want to be like a, a total like uh, negative. I'm trying to come up with a Star Wars name that starts with N. Uh, uh, negative Mando. You just you change you change negative. It to negative. Yeah, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you get there. Uh, negative Navarro. You're, negative so Navarro. You're a whole town. Yeah. You're a whole, yeah. whole ass town of negativity. Yeah, it was I, fine. I'll show I it to my either. kids. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what they say. But I just feel like that this is not going to be like one that is really going to, you know, capture the yeah. heart and minds. I came in with an axe to grind, I think. So that's on a me. little book of Boba Fetty. Yeah, I think I was just like a little booked out. And, and uh, also, yeah, it was I mean, you sure we had like the moments from like uh, like some high points, like from the Mando stuff in the book of Boba Fett. But I mean, this has been like a long time since we had Mando episodes like uh, yes. this was, we came back from this. Yes. So that's I think I think that that was tough. And I think that I've been having like a little bit of like, oh, gosh, I'm I'm resenting I'm resenting Star Wars again, especially Andor is really great. The storytelling there is really, really good. So it's not like Star Wars is not telling good stories right now is not capable of it. Um, but I think that I left the book of Boba Fett being like, wow, you're really making a mess of this. And I don't know how you're going to handle it in The Mandalorian. And then The Mandalorian's answer to that was basically be like, no, you just had to have watched the book of Boba Fett, and that was it. I I think uh, the second that that became clear that that was how this was going to go, I was pretty I was pretty frustrated. Um, people who like this stuff a whole lot more are going to be on the podcast talking about it soon, and I look forward to listening. The great Mike Bloom and R. Philly, they're going to be talking about Mando each and every week, recapping every episode. We're also going to have a second show every week that's going to be more uh, fun and shenanigans with Philly, Latanya, and Brendan Fitzpatrick. So if you like the Mando stuff and you want to be listening to those podcasts, some post show recaps check out the star wars feed on post show recaps you will not miss an episode you'll get covered by people who know this stuff a whole lot better than i do for sure all right rob i have a, I have a few headlines for you of course we do uh, tv and movie headlines here on the rob and josh show when they are available and there's a couple of exciting ones here a couple of tragic ones I, oh no as well speak let's start with mando uh let's yeah. stay with mando this is the mando podcast michael mando who plays the great Nacho Varga on Better Call Saul. He was in line to be on an Apple TV Plus show opposite Brian Tyree Henry called Sinking Spring. He has been let go from Sinking Spring. Apparently, there were some difficulties on set. There are some different reports on how this went uh, how this played out, that this was like a mutual decision. There's other reports that say that Michael Mando was fired. Um, but uh, I was really looking forward to this. We will not be getting the Michael Mando Apple TV oh, show after all. It's a bummer. Uh, but, you know, the way you sort of started that, I kind of thought he might have died. So, He's alive. Um, like, I mean, this is like by by comparison, like uh, you, you, you set my expectations like in hell. Uh, He's alive. So, He's alive. I'm, like, OK, I'm sorry his show didn't work out, but I'm just so happy that he's still with us. I want to make a prediction. I want to make a prediction that Michael Mando, unless that the issue was something very specifically Apple TV Plus related and assuming it was a personality conflict uh, and not something more salacious, I think that he's going to get scooped up by another Apple TV Plus show, the one that Vince Gilligan is making with Ray Seahorn. I think we'll see yeah. Michael Mando is going to jump over to that. That's my Although, call. I want to return back to this I'm moment. I'm seeing another article where they said it was an on-set physical altercation. Oh, it was a physical number. fight? I don't know. Jeez. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to have to go to the living waters to wash this one off. <laughs> I don't know. 
uh, Michael Mando. Uh, Mando. <laughs> yeah, I think Mando. Mike, we don't do that kind of stuff around here. The Michael Mandalorian would be amazing. I have to say, I think uh, Nacho would have a great "This is the way" kind of voice under mm-hmm. the helmet. I feel like that would be pretty, pretty good. Nacho. Yeah, Nacho. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, mm. A couple of other things for you. Uh, were you aware? We've talked a little bit about Citadel. I think. Uh, I think you and Antonio talked about Citadel when you were. Okay. Doing your 2023 TV preview. It's from the Russo brothers. It's this Amazon Prime video show that's coming up. Yep. It's it's with Rob Stark, Richard yep. Madden, yep. 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 Uh, Bianca Chopra Jones. Yep. Yep. Uh, it has a date now. April 28th is when it's going to come out. This is the show that has like seven different international spinoffs already in the works that I think uh, you and Antonio are like, I don't know what the what the plan is with that. Maybe make the one show, I think, was your take. Um, well, the one show is coming April 28th. There's a big Vanity Fair profile about the show that reveals some details about it. So the ambitious spy thriller, Rob. Uh, Very ambitious. Yeah. Seems like it's right in our wheelhouse. Unfortunately, it's also going to be coming out while Succession is coming out. So we'll probably miss Citadel. Oh, man. Uh, unless maybe on the other side of Succession, do we want to do like, here's what we missed. This is what we missed. Maybe that's a fun, a fun special. Mm-hmm. Um do you hear about the Arnold Schwarzenegger TV show? Um, no, I did not. Only yes. that I saw, I had a message on my phone uh, that I saw that Mike Bloom had said in a Discord channel that I think it's crazy that Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger have TV shows. Yeah, so Sylvester Stallone, Tulsa King, uh, that is currently wrapped its first season. We'll be coming back for a did second. Did you like that? Um, oof. Uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was it was very Sons of Anarchy uh, yeah. for like all Not what that means. World. It was very SOA for all of that for what that means, uh, including the fact that the bad guys were a motorcycle club. Uh, mm-hmm. So there was like literal uh, is and very like visceral and violent and like the I'm the man kind of deal that Sons of Anarchy. That's pretty good. With. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, it was all right. It was pretty silly. It was not very serious. Uh, it tried to be serious, but ultimately I thought it was pretty goofy. We had a fun time podcasting about it. Um, Fubar. This is the Arnold Schwarzenegger show. It's called Fubar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is like true lies, the TV show, basically. Uh, so the Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, last, no, she's too busy oh. on the Oscar trail. Uh, it's going to be Schwarzenegger and Monica. No, no Tom Arnold either. It seems like, uh, Schwarzenegger and Monica Barbaro, who's from Top Gun Maverick. Uh, they are the stars of this eight episode Netflix show FUBAR in which they play father and daughter. And they are both CIA operatives who discover that they're both CIA operatives. This, by the way, was basically the premise to stuff about the CIA. Yeah, yeah. Is this something that you and Chappelle talk about a lot on Nothing But Netflix is just the proliferation of CIA content? I mean, every single, like, Netflix action movie, like, the plots are all interchangeable, but it's always, like, so, like he's a retired CIA operative, mm-hmm. the, the CIA, you know, like, the. I mean, the CIA, like, that... I don't know. They're funding like uh, all of this stuff, but like uh, you know, 
just like 90% of these that good have. cover. Is that good cover to be like the CIA? I don't know. I mean, your, like really, yeah. if you were going to like, try to like, like how can we make post-show recaps, like even more glamorous, like let's get all of like the biggest action stars in the world to make movies about us. Like, I think it's pretty good. I'd be into that. Yeah. Yeah. I think Schwarzenegger would do a good job playing uh, stop right there. Like, I feel like that could be good. He could you think be he would play you. Yeah. Doing the wand off. I think. Uh, I would let I would let the wand off come back only if Schwarzenegger hosted it, mm-hmm. uh, just in case anyone's wondering what the update is on that. If mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger uh, agreed to do the wand off, I would do the wand off. I'd be back. I'd be mm-hmm. back for sure. Yeah. Uh, May twenty fifth, eight episodes, Foo Bar on Netflix. This will be on the uh, right at the end of Succession. So I'm I'm looking at this as a post Succession come down, Rob. Mm-hmm. Uh, mark your calendar. I think we're going to get Fubard, uh, maybe a crossover episode with nothing but Netflix. Okay. Uh, I'm willing this into existence. I've told you about the time I wrote to Schwarzenegger as a young child. No. I wrote to him as a young child. I know how Terminator 2 was formative, formative. Uh, in your childhood, but I did not know you wrote a letter to him. Yeah, I was like, you're my favorite. You're my hero. Here's a picture I drew of you. It was a bad picture I drew of him. And then I got back a signed autograph. I was like, he wrote back to me. He didn't. Wow. It was an assistant, obviously. Yeah, but that's uh, nice that they had it a, was. Like a mechanism. It was. It was. Uh, I was going to go over the fact that Succession is ending. We've already cleared that. Um, but you're happy about that. You think that's a great move. Go Look, out I- while you're hot. Yeah, I I just love when the media I consume as somebody who hosts a never ending podcast um, that that (laughs) I do love when the media that I consume as a viewer, maybe not as a podcaster, but as a viewer, like I love that, like, okay, especially when it's fiction, that it has a beginning, middle and an end. And the name of the game is in jest. Let's try to see how long we can stretch this out because I find that the shows that have resonated the most with me have been stories that have been building towards an ending and not just like spinning the wheels because I don't like that. Yeah, I think it's good. The thing that is happening is Jesse Armstrong, I think, is equivocating a little bit in some of these interviews uh, where he's like, you know, there might be another corner of the succession universe that would be interesting to explore. And I don't know. I, I, far be it, Greg, the series Far be it for me to be like, I don't think you should do that. You're just people who made succession, but I kind of feel like you got to commit. Um, so I guess it's still a little bit of an active yeah. situation. Here's like um, what it should be like. And uh, I know that the, the franchise is, is worth something, but like uh, for, um, for Jesse Armstead, Armstrong. I'm sorry about that. Uh, But just go and make the next succession. I I mean, uh, like tonally, like uh, like you you could. The world is your oyster. Write something else that has succession vibes. That's not succession. Look, you know what? A succession prequel could be pretty good because we said this about Breaking Bad, and then Better Call Saul was amazing. So there's a world. There's a world where you could go, like you could go deep into Logan Logan Roy and the like, like uh, 1982. Yeah, you know, you want to know how I got these scars? Like that could be interesting. Uh I think, Um, you know, like go into the story of the opening credits sequence, basically of succession mm-hmm. uh like there's some there is something there i if if they announce it obviously i'm gonna be i'm gonna be here for it uh succession adjacent i don't think anyone cares about this except for me he's back baby bobby axelrod is returning to billions damian lewis <laughs> coming back for billion season seven baby yeah baby the axe is back where's damian lewis been 
He's been in bereavement. Uh, his his spouse passed away. Oh, I didn't know he, that. He uh, he had been traveling from the UK to New York to film Billions. That was a lot, especially while his wife was sick. Um, and he he did like a he did a spy show too that I don't think was Netflix, mm. uh, but it was like him and Guy Pierce, and they did some sort of spy show. I think it was BBC that I didn't check out, but I like both of them a lot, so maybe I should check that out. I like spy stuff. Um, but he is coming back. He's coming back for Billions season seven for half of Billions season seven. Uh, maybe this is like a backdoor pilot for Bobby Axelrod for Damian Lewis to be one of the for trillions of, for trillions or for millions because he did spoiler he did get a little less wealthy uh, when they had to kick him off the show uh, so I feel like uh, that could be good have you never done billions before no I think you might love Billions. I might, I might love it. Also, that I know it is based off of my one of my favorite all time people, uh, Steve Cohen, and so that I kind of feel like that um, it is required viewing for me. I, um, I don't have a lot of Billions buddies. Would love for you to be a Billions buddy. It's like it's like me and Emily Fox, and then a couple of other people who all text yeah. about Billions. Uh, well, I am always looking for you know uh, more shows to have on uh, I, now. Australian Survivors keeping yep. me very busy right now, but maybe yep. in a post Australian Survivor world that I'll be looking for uh, shows to eat up a few uh, of my mornings uh, doing cardio. Billions, you can absolutely like watch with like half attention. Uh, Do I need can- to buy Showtime? might have to buy shows uh, uh, you could probably wait until it's on paramount plus uh okay. so give it give it some time wait until i think season seven is going to be in august you got tons of time uh i do think i think you would enjoy billions very much um i want to look ahead towards next week you and i have not solidified what we want to do next i had a couple of options for you you want to hear some options sure. for what we could do next on the podcast um we could do a show or we could do a movie, or we could do as many movies as we were able to get. So I've got three different paths. As many movies as we're able to get. Yes, here's the three paths. Path number one, History of the World Part 2. It's a four-night event, eight episodes on Hulu, beginning on Monday, March 6th. It is the TV series sequel to Mel Brooks's History of the World Part 1, uh, shepherded into existence by Nick Kroll with Mel Brooks. We would be halfway through this eight-episode event by the time you and I reunite. Okay. So we would have to watch four episodes of History of the World Part 2. The reviews have been uh, pretty good. People seem to like the History of the World Part 2. Okay. Um, so that's Path 1. Path 2... Uh, Megan just came onto Peacock. Have you talked Megan anywhere mm, yet? No, it looks very creepy. It yeah. is a little creepy, but it's also pretty funny. So yeah, Megan okay. is an option. Megan is an option. The third one I was thinking was the Oscars are right around the corner. We could see how many Oscar movies pass. we could fit into our life. Yeah, hard pass on that. Okay, um, so of the other two, yeah, what, what so I would I, I would say I would look at the Megan. Yeah, um, and then I would say that if the history of the world is good. Then I kind of feel like that, you know, then we could talk about the whole thing the next week if we wanted to. Great, great, great. Let's do that. Let's talk about Megan next week. Yeah. I think that there's a good chance that you'll have a fun time with Megan. It is a little creepy, but maybe not as creepy as you think. Go into it with the mindset. This is a comedy. It's a horror comedy. Horror comedy. Uh, okay. uh, I had a great time watching Megan in theaters a few weeks ago. I look forward to watching it again. We'll podcast about Megan next week. I think people will be happy. Have you seen the, the gif of Megan dancing? Have you seen that? I, ha- I have. Yeah. yeah. This is and not to be confused with the Meg. 
No, it's got nothing to do with sharks. <laughs> uh, except for the ones what? perhaps yeah. that are jumped. Yeah, and, and, yeah going to take out Mandalorians. A couple a couple jumped sharks. How right. many Mandalorians did we lose to the lizard? Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're going from... Uh, we've got a theme. Like, we had to go from a Star Trek to a Star Wars. We're going from a Mando to a Megan. I don't know what we're going to movie ladder our way, Brendan Fitzpatrick and Zach Brooks style, to after Megan, mm-hmm. but... We'll we'll see. I guess Megan to Mel Brooks potentially is what it looks like over there. Mm-hmm. Megan next week. So it's on Peacock. You can check it out. We'll be watching it. It'll be a really fun time. If you got any questions about Megan or anything else, you can hit our feedback form at postshowrecaps.com slash ask. Postshowrecaps.com slash ask. Very easy to send in feedback for the Rob and Josh show. Rob, what's going on in your neck of the woods? I already know the answer. It's Survivor 44 premiere day yep. as we are recording this podcast. Yep. How are you feeling? Yep. Uh, feel, well, I mean, I have a bit of a cold, but okay. well, uh, other, other than, than that, that, very excited. Yeah. Uh, Josh, Josh, Survivor, Survivor 44 is here. Two-hour premiere coming up on Wednesday. And this has been um, one of the more hyped Survivor seasons uh, really? in some time. Yeah. By by probes to never. Well, I know about the podcast. Obviously, I saw yes. the podcast. I I am. And I really do think I'm going to check out the podcast. I have to. Yeah. I have to tune in. Got I have to. to see what that's you all about. You got to. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. Um. And so, and and you know that the history with this is a little bit checkered when uh the Survivor production feels like, hey, we got a good one. You mm-hmm. know. Uh. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I, no, actually, that really that was, was world good. apart, right? Uh, but it's also, <laughs> yeah, it's also sometimes like, um, you know, like I think that we do want to sort of like set expectations, like with that, um, uh, you know, Michael Mando story. Yes, um, yes, and so yes. sometimes it's like, oh, okay, well, like uh, maybe the expectations were low, and this exceeded the expectations, but they are raising the bar on uh, Star Forty Four. Interesting. Okay. Um. Well, sometimes that's really great, and sometimes it's bad. I know that, like, uh. I, I I was a big uh, San Juan del Sur fan, of course. Uh, I think that that season is such a train wreck in a very fun way. Uh, and I know that that sentiment wasn't necessarily shared by everyone behind the scenes. And then mm-hmm. I think like uh, sometimes, yeah, you'll get like, well, Worlds Apart was the best one of that cycle. It's like, was it? Uh, so it does it does make me it does make me a little curious. But I feel like they've been through that enough that they really do try not to hype it up too much unless. Unless they really felt like they had something good, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. You'll have to. I'll. I'll have to it's check also out the coming off you let of me a know. season that was not necessarily uh, beloved. Yeah, by... of the of the ending, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Or did people not really like it along the way? Forty three. Um. I look. I, I can't speak for everybody. What, what was like? I, the, can, you could speak to the vibe. I'm sure. Yeah, I could say. I, I think I'm probably higher than most on uh, season forty three because sure. I really like. I really like the cast, and I I sort of uh, like to be surprised. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say, but I think that people uh, were just a little underwhelmed with the uh, tight gameplay uh, for a lot of the season and then, uh, you know, did not love the final story that was told. OK. And the um, way that story was told. OK. And was there any like big hype for 43 from, from no. production or not? Not really. really. Not really. No. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, all right. Well, hey, uh, sounds like Survivor 44 is lit and it's going to be a wild time on RHAP. You've got all the armada of Survivor podcasts lined up and ready to go. While Australian Survivor, I'm hearing, is having a banner season. Yes. Uh, people yes. are loving 
the Australian survivor. I've been hearing a lot from yeah. Mike about it, that it's been, there's this like legendary tribal council that Mike is the best person on the planet. Mike Bloom sent me like five different voice memos to break down exactly what happened during that tribal council. It's like, wow, I think I kind of understand what just happened. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but people really like it. People seem that it's really good. You're enjoying it. Very much so. And so, I, you know, it's hard for me to keep up with the Australian Survivor. Because, yeah, because it's 400 you know, episodes a week. It's a lot of episodes a week. But, you know, I, I have said that recently, Josh, on a podcast that I thought that Australian Survivor, I thought was um, unobjectionably better than U.S. Survivor uh, in its current in its current wow. iteration. Yeah, wow. we'll see. Now, let's see. We got, uh, you know. We got a banger of a season coming up. Yeah. But I felt I, that I basically said that, you know, uh, U.S. Survivor was diet soda compared to, Whoa. you know, if you if you like Survivor, you are not getting nearly as much from U.S. Survivor as uh, you get from Australian Survivor. Is Australian Survivor streaming anywhere in the United States legally? Um, I will make it legal. Okay, that's a good answer. All right, let's ask Gorian Shard, yeah. the Pirate King. If he I, can yes, hook it up. I hear that the patrons of Rob as a podcast seem to have no problem. Okay, uh, all right. Well, yeah. uh, maybe join those people over there. What was the Patreon.com/slash RHAP? Is that's that right. the link? Go that's check right. that out. Yeah. Hey, you can hang out with the PSR patrons as well if you'd like to support both the causes. Patreon.com/slash Post Show Recaps. Uh, and uh, listen, this is all good stuff. I'm interested in the Australian Survivor season people seem to really like it and i've i've always really enjoyed australian yeah. survivor uh it's just so long that's the problem that's very hard um all right well keep me posted on how 44 is going uh and bon voyage on yet another incredible high seas adventure of podcasting uh i know that you've got a lot to do in that regard and i appreciate you taking the time to nerd out about the mandalorian with me on such a busy day rob Okay, you got it. Can't wait for Megan next week. Megan, coming your way next week. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.